The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And we are back to wrap up the show here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio with our good friend Eric Edholm. You can follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore Edholm. He's covering all things NFL, and we appreciate him taking some time this morning. Eric, thanks for joining the show. Hey, what's up? Good to talk to you, Eric. How you been? Everything's good, man. Good, good. Reeling from last night's uh, incredible game. <laughs> That's a great place to start. Yeah, wait a minute, Eric. I mean, you didn't have it penciled in, and and I don't know how much you get into or not into broadcast, but I mean, Aikman continually telling me or us that Baker had only been there a couple of days and how he was marveled by it. You didn't pencil him in for a 98-yard <laughs> drive to to win that game. I mean, what happened? Yeah, I know, right? I'm losing my edge here, but yeah, it was pretty <laughs> incredible to watch. And it, you know, all night while I was watching him play pretty well, you know, I mean, it I took agree. a little while to get going, and there were some early throws that were clearly off, and you could tell, you know, it's the guy who's still absorbing things and but it's, you know, way level that uh, that Baker had coming in, but I, I mean. It's just a reminder. Uh, you know, Wisconsin was kind of I pitfalls, so you know, I didn't want to rub off completely. You know, had to watch last night and remember that this is a, a talented quarterback here. Eric, I know you are big when it comes to the NFL draft, and I'm sure you monitored the College Football Awards yesterday and saw Will Anderson Jr.'s name pop up a couple of times when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, A player that's projected to go in the top five this year, it may be even closer to top two in the upcoming NFL draft, but what kind of difference can he make for a defense in the NFL? And is it a difference like Chase Young, Nick Bosa, and others make for certain defenses? Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, we've had guys like that. We had Aiden Hutchinson go number two overall. I mean, we've had pass rushers populate that range of the draft, including the guys you just mentioned, all number two overall picks. And, you know, uh, the quarterback goes first, pass rusher second. You often see that, right? You know, he's a different kind of rusher than those guys. He isn't as thickly built. Um, I wouldn't say he's had quite as phenomenal a season this year as he did last year. But this is an electric talent, and this is a player who, you know, if he continues, I think, adding a little bit of bulk, you know, I want to see him sort of consistently be in the 240 range. I mean, there's some people who guess that maybe he was playing in the, you know, mid to high 230s, a little light. But he's a Von Miller-style rusher. That's the kind of player I see. I don't know that he's going to have the career that that Von has to this point, but that's the kind of – you know, bendy, explosive edge rusher that he is. Now, he's still got some stuff to clean up, a lot of missed tackles this year. But yeah. 
um, I see a player who I think adds juice to a defense right away whenever he you know comes to the league. Uh, to Purdy or not to Purdy? That is the question. Rank these four. <laughs> rank these four teams for me: Minnesota, San yep. Francisco, Philadelphia, Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I I think Philadelphia and Dallas are pretty pretty close, right? I mean, they both obviously have their quarterbacks playing at a high level for the most part. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts taking a big step. Dak Prescott, I think, has played very well overall this year. Once he's been, you know, once he's come back from injury, I tend to kind of put them a little higher right now because of the the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Jimmy rarely did anything special, but you know, Kyle Shanahan knew what he was getting from him, and the team was built so that you know the other fifty-two players on the roster would make his job a lot easier. Obviously, it was Trey Lance at first, but you know with even if Purdy steps into one of the best possible situations for a quarterback, I, I, I'm still a little bit cautious about getting too excited about him now. I mean, they were everybody, they were like the media darlings because of the defense and, you know, what D'Amico Ryans has done and, you know, the Christian McCaffrey trade, Debo Samuel being there, you know, all the pieces they have with Kittle and, and you know, Ayuk and everything, but, you know, until I see it for, for two or three games with Purdy, I can't quite put them up there on the same level. The mystery is the Vikings. Like, how good are they? You know, how much did the Bills win tell us? How much did, you know, some of their other closer games reveal about them? And it's Kirk Cousins, you know, ready to kind of slay some of the demons that have, that have been there throughout his career. He's a good quarterback, but he's had those moments that have, you know, kind of held us back a little bit. On to the AFC here, Eric, and you, you look at the Bills, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Bengals, all kind of right around either that 9-win, 8-win mark, uh, but a lot of people had the Ravens at least two weeks ago as a team that could still find a way to get a bye come the NFL playoffs. Do you see that still being a possibility, especially with Lamar um, not trending in the right direction this week? Yeah, that's that's the big question. Obviously, is is how serious is injury, and when will he come back? And you know, you all of a sudden got to got to go to Pittsburgh, and the Steelers have played a lot better. Yep. You've all of a sudden got to then follow that up with a game at Cleveland, which you know you can say what you will, but maybe by then Deshaun Watson's kind of hit his stride a little bit. So you know, and is Lamar going to be out there? We don't know. So you know, it's a tough closing slate. They finished with the Bengals too, and you know, it's. It's a Bengals team that got hot right around this time last year. They've actually started it a little bit sooner now. They, they've played some great football since that loss to Cleveland. They're dangerous to me. The Ravens, yeah, I'm with you. I liked them a little bit more two weeks ago. It just feels like things are sort of trending in the wrong direction for the team as a whole, not just Jackson. So that, that, that worries me a little bit. But the team that I think is kind of just – laying in the weeds a little bit. And last week, you know, people were talking about them being exposed. I disagree. I think the Miami Dolphins are going to be a tough matchup for a lot of teams. That you... speed, that offense, that big playability. Most teams don't have a defense like San Francisco. So I'm I'm still on board with Miami as a, you know, maybe this year's Bengals almost. You know, a team that can kind of just crank it up right at the end of the season and, and make a run. Uh Let's let's meddle in being in the middle. Who's the best of the 500s that you feel like have a chance? 
Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the teams that are Tampa Bay, right New England, and, and and it's the Chargers. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Assuming teams like Detroit, you know, I mean, we we kind of started getting a little too excited about the Raiders. Who could you know, be possibly being six and seven before they blew it last night? <laughs> I don't know that there's a massive middle class this year. The Chargers keep giving us reasons to doubt them. They, they worry me. New England, same thing. Uh, is that the only other 500 team out well, there? Well, you got Tampa. So you got you got Tampa. Oh, yeah, Tampa. Yep, you got those three: yeah. Tampa, New England, and the Chargers. I kind of like Tampa. the Chargers in spite of Staley. <laughs> it, yeah, the Chargers. You know, everybody kind of wants to like them. I feel like, <laughs> but <laughs> it just sort of feels like they're asking Justin Herbert to do things that don't maximize his talent, and you understand why. The offensive line is a mess. They've had, you know, three season-ending or three major injuries up front, I don't know about season-ending, but I just I, – the, the way they're currently constructed, I, I, I can't get on board with them. You know, could they make a run and make the playoffs? Absolutely. You know, no doubt. I mean, I just, I just feel like it's going to take a little bit of – a change of scenery here, whether it's a new coach or, you know, a new defensive coordinator or something different on that side, you know, I don't know. I I, I can't fully get on board with the Chargers right now. Eric, why do I feel like, and I know somebody other than Jones has got to get it going for their front defensively, but why do I feel like the safest pick for me, and I saw it happening against the Bengals, but why do I feel like the safest pick for me is how I really feel. I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. They could be. You know, I mean, Buffalo will have a say. You know, we'll see how much not having Vaughn hurts them. You know, they've had to deal with a few other things. They're thin in the secondary offensive line. has been okay, you know. But they won't yeah, run I mean, the he, ball, he though. Failed. I don't understand. But, like, I can't buy into them because they won't run the ball. They were, yeah. I mean, now obviously it's a little different. You know, they went out and got Naheem Hines, and you know, you see what what Cook is doing as a, as a rookie in the last few games. They they ran the ball more last week early, and it and it really seemed to help them. When they get to that fifty sixty yard rushing mark in the first half, that's a good sign for yeah. them. It's an indicator that they're on on pace. They don't need to run the ball, you know, uh, beyond what. You know, I mean, they still have the best passing attack, not named, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I think they're they're right there and doing the things that they need to do to win. But Singletary's had a nice year. You know, I think overall they're doing they're doing what they need to do. But you're right. I, I I'm with you. I I still think at the end of the day, even though the Bengals have kind of had their number, even though you know they they've had some some curious losses like the Colts loss, Chiefs are still kind of the team to beat in, in some respects. Eric, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope to talk soon down the stretch. Always good, E. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thank you. That's Eric Edholm. And, again, you can toss him a follow at Eric underscore Edholm on Twitter. Let's get to our poll results here as the show winds down. DB, the question we asked right at the very beginning was, what is your excitement level regarding the hiring of Tony White? Was it, you are deliriously excited? Some were. Interested but believe. Doubting Thomas or utterly disengaged. 65.8% of our audience is interested and believe more lean to the doubting Thomas, though, than they do the deliriously excited. Mm, interesting. 
But remember, this is a fan base that has believed before and been burned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. It's, it's planet safe to it's just cautious. an open wound. I we, planet safe to I'm cautious. with you. I'm with you. Hey, if you missed anything on the show, make sure to go to Hale Varsity Radio, uh, where we podcast, and you can listen to the show all the way back. But if you want more, we're moving to Morning Dump next. We'll get into Creighton basketball for the weekend slate here, and even a little Creighton men's soccer. But until next Monday, we'll see you then.